0: Uh, Today, we're going to finish Session 57. This is Law of One, Session 57, June 12, 1981. Uh, Here we have 34 exchanges, and we're going to go basically to the last um, question or two, the last major exchange, which is 5733, which um, does provide sort of a uh, the ending or, or uh, represents the end of the discussion on pyramids, which have been going on for a few sessions and more, there is more later, but not in this session. And uh, Raw gives in 5733 uh, a metaphysical understanding of time, space, space, time, but particularly why, why are they presenting such a long answer? Uh, Let me, um, there's a lot to say about 5733, and it's kind of interesting that I have an hour here (laughs) to talk about one uh, exchange between Ra and Don. Uh, Let me just give the greeting from the beginning of the session, Fifty-seven zero. Ra said, I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. And uh, this whole session was about pyramid the angles the uh, usage uh, the the construction or metaphysical basis for the functions of healing in the king's chamber and initiation in the Queen's chamber uh, raw has continually um, kind of redirected Don's questioning towards uh, the Essential principles behind the construction of those two chambers in the pyramid being the um, importance of healing and initiation that is, not de- that is independent of um, any particular pyramid or any particular material shape because healing and initiation doesn't require a pyramid. It doesn't even require a crystallized healer uh, or um, a system. Uh, that the person, you know, that is constructed of of material material elements. Meaning, one can do uh, self-healing and one can do um, self-initiation. Of course there are helpers, uh, but a physical pyramid is not needed. And the essential work is the transformation of energy consciousness associated with the seven chakras, associated really... um, With the clearance of blockage and the activation of the higher potentials, which is a a unification of time-space and space-time, or um, a coordination of the time-space and the space-time aspects of the self. So let's go to 5733. Don says, thank you, in relation to the discussion of pyramid angles. Don continues, I want to go on more questioning on the pyramid, but I want to ask a question somebody, name, has here. I'll throw it in at this point. Could you please expand on the concept of space-time and time-space and how to get past this, the concept of these things, and what density level or at what density level do these concepts no longer affect the individual? The concepts being space-time, time-space, you remember Ra's, this, uh, this is very much in, a, in accord with Dewey Larson, Dewey Larson's physics system, Larsonian physics, uh, who talked about time-space, space-time as polarized um, energy conditions of, uh, of a multi dimensional system. Ra's answer, 5733. I am Ra. This will be the last full query of this working. This instrument has some vital energy left, however, we become concerned with the increasing distortions of the body complex towards pain. The space-time and time-space concepts are those concepts describing as mathematically as possible the relationships of your illusion, that which is seen to that which is unseen. These descriptive terms are clumsy. They, however, suffice for this work. And this is the key paragraph that I'm going to spend most of this hour on. In the experiences of the mystical search for unity, these need never be considered, for they are but part of an illusory system. The seeker seeks the one. This one is to be sought, as we have said, by the balanced and self-accepting self, aware both of its apparent distortions and its total perfection. Resting in this balanced awareness, the entity then opens the self to the universe which it is. The light energy of all things may then be attracted by this intense seeking, and wherever the inner seeking meets the attracted cosmic prana, realization of the one takes place. The purpose of clearing each energy center is to allow that meeting place to occur at the indigo-ray vibration, thus making contact with intelligent infinity and dissolving all illusions. Service to others is automatic at the released energy generated by this state of consciousness. The space-time and time-space distinctions, as you understand them, do not hold sway except in third density. However, 4th, 5th, and to some extent 6th densities work within some system of polarized space-time and time-space. The calculations necessary to move from one system to another through the dimensions are somewhat difficult. Therefore, we have the most difficulty sharing numerical concepts with you and take this opportunity to repeat our request that you monitor our numbers and query any that seem questionable. Is there a question? Brief query that we may answer before we leave this instrument, and then we move to the final exchange of the session fifty-seven thirty-four. This is a big <coughs> answer. Uh, initially, we see Ra explaining that this is uh, the la last question of uh, the session. Carla had vital energy, which they're monitoring, but uh, she her body was in more pain. Uh, it takes, you know, it's a big piece of work to to do this kind of channeling. Uh, Thirty-four exchanges in the session is a long time, and it took a very serious toll on her. Meanwhile, she was uh, joyous to be um, qualified and uh, functioning as an instrument channel for this love light transmission to Earth and humanity. So I'm sure she would do it again. And, um, I'm sure she would say it was worth it and the cost, um, the cost, the, the price she paid for her health for the rest of her life was worth it. Now, uh again, Ra de-emphasizes the focus, Don's, uh, ordinary focus and some people's focus on, uh, physics and numbering and mathematics, uh, because, um, we're talking about um, multi-dimensional mathematics, <laughs> which uh, is difficult for anybody, and also raw having trouble with numbering, uh, and so their focus is on the principles, the um, essential principles of transformation, uh, that um, that explain the relationship. Or the working, the, the work that is necessary of soul evolution and how that relates to these concepts of time, space, space, time. They are concepts um, in the mind of the one infinite creator or the Logos. They're really concepts in the mind of the solar Logos or sublogos. Ra had con- used the phrase the concept of light. So we know that intelligent energy itself, which is light or light love or love light, Light, whose nature is love. Uh, Intelligent energy, which is very much accessed by Six Chakra activation, although intelligent energy is also the source um, power that gave rise to the seven densities, or the seven densities, seven chakras, seven energy bodies, are uh, frequencies that are differentiations of the one intelligent energy. Uh, And for the human, for us, for the aspirant, uh, contact with intelligent infinity, seventh chakra, by um, the work of uh, first through first, second, third, fourth, fifth, chac- fifth, sixth chakras working, the development of energy um, up to sixth chakra, and then its linkage to seven, which is the shuttle or gateway, uh, the gateway density of seven. The shuttle to intelligent infinity is, I believe, the energy linkage, uh, the light in the head, the linkage between six and seven chakra, the resonance between pituitary and pineal gland, but that's just the physical manifestation. It's the end of selfhood and the beginning of infinity, the bridge from infinity into the manifest octave, seven to six. And that comes through as intelligent energy, which then may differentiate into um, uh, frequencies of, of light that then may be used in service to other, particularly four, five, six. Fourth and fifth and sixth chakra based service to other um, is um, the way that uh, the contacted intelligent infinity uh, sending on through or activating our contact Our access to intelligent energy, sixth chakra, comes through into discernible energy or uh, activity in service to other fourth fifth sixth chakra, love, wisdom, or radiant or pure radiance or you know magical working. Uh, and Ra is really saying that uh, these this uh, distinction of space time time space as uh, Dewey Larson put together is a uh, sort of clumsy, descriptive mathematics that is quite inexact. Uh, But surely, yes, indeed, there is um, some kind of raw said some system of polarized space-time-time-space, even in fourth-fifth-sixth density, which means there is a phase of incarnate experience and a disincarnate phase, and there's alternation between incarnate in a particular form, not obviously a flesh body in fourth-fifth-sixth density, but in third density, is an incarnate fa- phase, in, incarnate into this form or <laughs> the experience of fixed in time and uh, apparently mobile in space, which is space-time, leading to or alternating with this uh, time-space, or after death or prior pre-birth, you know, pre-incarnate and post-incarnate phases of time-space, which is. Relative, the experience or consciousness experiencing third density form and, and limits, limits, uh, the activation of of first, second, third density bodies while experiencing apparent mobility in time or freedom in time, but fixity in space. That's time, space. (laughs) So, uh... And that's akin to what we may feel in meditation, as I've said many times before. Meaning, in meditation, one may see past lives, one may see or get glimpses of the future. Um, There is a rigidity to the body, um, uh, a kind of lock, which is akin to, uh, you know, the cannabinoid couch lock uh, of some uh, psychedelics or some, you know, drugs like marijuana. But... It's akin to the body rigidity, uh, apparent you know, sleep paralysis that people claim but then associate mistakenly or, or otherwise with negative ET, which it doesn't have to. Uh, the so-called sleep paralysis is a, is a rigidity of body, physical body, uh, as consciousness moves into time-space, or between time-space and, and space-time, between the incarnate and the disincarnate, or in-body and out-of-body. Likewise, in meditation, there is a kind of uh, body, physical body rigidity. And so uh, consciousness uh, in space-time, Ra had said, uh, experiences uh, apparent freedom in in space, which means we can move our body in what appears to be dualistic space of objects, me and that object over there. That's uh, the experience of apparent freedom in space, while there's fixity in time, meaning <coughs> the normal 3D incarnate mind doesn't um, have the ability to uh, to know all the past and know all the future, which is um, open to consciousness much more so in time-space, pre- and post-incarnation, and higher, density, higher densities too. Now, so there, there's two ways of thinking of the... Uh, the, these concepts, right? the concepts space-time-time-space-on is, is wondering about uh, what, what are they all about, just uh, tell us more, how to get past them, when do they no longer affect the individual. Uh, so we've got the macrocosmic level of Ra's answer uh, pertaining to dimensional life or incarnate life, soul evolution in third, fourth, fifth, sixth density. Yes, of course, Ra is saying there is um, this uh, experiential alternation between a uh, form, a sort of form based incarnate type experience in each of these densities, 3, 4, 5, 6, which we call space time, uh, which has some limitation uh, compared to the pre and post incarnative phases of what's called time space which has apparently greater freedom in time or mm, scope for consciousness um, to move towards true simultaneity but it's quite different in higher dimensions than it is in third meaning Ross said that the the distinctions as we understand them don't hold sway except in third density higher densities (coughs) although they have these um, this alternation of experience uh, of apparent incarnate and apparent disincarnate uh, have that the way we think of that the way we think of that alternation shouldn 't be superimposed on higher density life uh, they although those densities have that experiential alternation uh, between what appears you know incarnate in the body form of that particular density and disincarnate or pre- and post-incarnate in a more fine or subtle body or vehicle associated with that dimension uh, the way we think of it is is quite or our experience of it is a major distinction because of the veil in mind and the conditions of their density uh and yes these are mathematical concepts or associated with the uh, you know the uh, metaphysics of light and differentiations it's basically the polarized nature of of intelligent energy the polarized nature of intelligent energy uh as it differentiates into the seven dimensions or seven frequencies shows a polarized differentiation <laughs> okay so there's polarized Differentiation of intelligent energy or light, love, love, light, into the seven frequencies, seven rays, that um, whose polarization um, manifests in one one of the ways is um, these this alternating the, the, the alternate experiential alternation between um, a more form based and a less form based phase, two phases of, of experience in each density. But, 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 in the experiences of the mystical search for unity, or seeking the law of one, mm -hmm, Uh, these need never be considered. Drop it. (laughs) Gautama wasn't big on uh, talking about time, space, space, time. Why? Because they're part of an illusory system. Everything below, every distortion of the law of one represents an illusory system. The octave, we may say, is an illusory system For those who are below the level of higher self or Atman, Uh, for consciousness uh, of beings in third and fourth and fifth and early sixth density, um, their, our conceiving of dualistic time, space, space, time is the result of distortion of the law of one or ignorance of Vidya or believing in illusion, what Ra calls the illusion of limits. So the the whole distinction of time, space, space, time, although, yes, indeed, uh, is, is sort of encoded into the nature of intelligent energy as it differentiates to the seven rays, uh, which are polarized. The, the polarized differentiation, or differentiated polarization <laughs> of intelligent energy in the seven rays, yeah, sure, that's a part of the Logoic plan, uh but when one gets to the level of atman or higher self or from that level and above uh they're not seen as as um an alternation or a duality it's seen as um basically um sort of a shimmering of of a one of a unified field the unified field of the octave which is um one life or ocean of life um, of intelligent energy right what's really understood in sixth density or higher self at the level of higher self or late sixth density what's really understood in the understanding of the law of one is that all seven dimensions being differentiations of intelligent energy um, represent the sh- represent one life represent a unified ocean of life Whose form is intelligent energy, which then differentiates into the seven rays which are polarized into time space, space time portions, or, um, you know, distinct distinction in some way. The polarized space time, time space, um, is, we may say, a portion, you know, is, um, as it was uh, designed by the Logos, or sublogos, Solar Logos, that designed seven, lo- seven dimensional octaves, we can say that it's part of cosmic plan, but we can also say that um, our comprehension of this duality, our, our, our belief that it's a dualist, our, our perception of polarity, the polarity uh, of space-time-time-space, time, time, space, which is the intrinsic polarity of intelligent energy itself, Uh, is um, that perception uh, dissolves in uh, realization of the law of one or when the one is discovered uh, realization of the one when the realization of the one takes place by Atman and those yogis who do the work one then sees that all apparent polarity is illusory doesn't mean unreal but it means insub- insubstantial or sunya empty so uh, what is illusory is temporarily real it is also dualistic perceptionally or perceptively real it's as real as our perceptions and conceptions are real but it's it's, it's apparently real but essentially empty Empty of eternal abiding or empty of uh, substantiality, meaning impermanence anicca, um, should be applied down to the smallest, down to the micro microscopic level. And when when the senses are very keen in perceiving anatta, or I'm sorry, perceiving anicca or em, impermanence, um, transitoriness, all is change. Um, then one applies the, per, the the keen awareness of impermanence anicca to all that all to all conception and perception, and then one finds that even my concept, um, I, 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 all that is impermanent is essentially empty or anatta or sunya, sunyata, emptiness, insubstantial. And therefore, we can't even quite say that there's a thing that is impermanent, but it's all illusory. Yet, it's apparently real. Yet, for the one who seeks the love one, or the mystic, or the yogi, who's not playing with magic, they're not playing with matter, they're not playing with concept, they don't want concept, they want to see through illusion, they want to be free of of idya, And uh, the first one that knows that freedom is atman or realization of the one at the indigo center the seeker seeks the one what's the point of our life what's the point of seeking we're seeking the one one what it's the it's the realization that all uh, apparent form and all apparent beings uh, are simply differentiations or manifestations of one life you know Nityananda said everyone is God of course and the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims and everybody who uh, is very dualistic has to understand, of course, the one creator, whatever you want to call him or her or it, is infinite. Therefore, all that appears is a manifestation of that infinite one which is the source of all. Therefore, the true identity or true nature of all that appears and all that exists and all that arises and persists and passes away, the true nature of all is the one source that gave rise to it. All is God. God is all. All is one and one is all. Um, the many are one and the one appears as the many. And so the seeker seeks the one. Ross had the original desire of the logos, of the sub-logos. The purpose for creation, one purpose, one key purpose is that entity seek and become one. Now it's the sublogos and the galactic and the one infinite creator that wishes to establish uh, an apparent system of apparent time-space, illusory time-space, space-time um, alternation, multi-dimensional alternation, exper- multidimensional experiential alternation <laughs> between um, an apparently incarnate space-time and an apparently disincarnate pre- and post-incarnate time-space. The Logos wants that experience, the, the, the grist for the mill. The big working from the animal, but primarily starting at the human self consciousness the great work of third fourth fifth sixth density the heart of the working of the octave uh, the transit from self consciousness to uh, experience of the unified self or realization of the one in late sixth density and so for those who are truly centered in seeking um, dewey Larson's system is not is maybe quite correct but it's not that important it they need never be considered Ra didn't say they're bad Ra didn't say they're they're you should not look but they for one who's seeking to know the one for one for a being who seeks complete and perfect awakening complete and perfect enlightenment for one who seeks um to know all is one and one is all uh which is the one life which is the true nature of all that appears distinct and separate For one who seeks that truly, one doesn't have to worry about time, space, space, time. That's why Gautama de-emphasized higher dimensional beings, devas and asuras. He knows about higher dimensional beings, positively oriented, negatively oriented, devic, positive, asura, negative. He knows. But they're all sub-atmic, atmanic. They're all uh, sub-realization of the one. And realization of the one is not even the end of the path. Realization of the one at sixth density in higher self is not the end of the path. It's akin to Bodhisattva, as far as I know, not Buddha. And, uh, it's essential to, you know, resolve the belief in duality, differentiation, manyness, to resolve it into its, um, underlying nature, which is unity, uh, seeking the one, realization of the one, uh, but that's not the end of the work. And so, the heart of this answer, <laughs> which I can go on for an hour with and I will, 5733, the heart of the two, are the two um, two paragraphs in the middle. And so I'll say again, in the experiences, Ross said, in the experiences of the mystical search for unity, um, centered spiritual practice for those who seek to know the one, to know that the many is one, and the one appears as the many. One need, For one who has that centered desire, um, time-space, space-time concepts, and mathematics, and mechanism, and all that is not important. Need never be considered. Doesn't mean you shouldn't. It means we don't have to, if we don't want, because they're not essential. Why? Because they're part of an illusory system. We're seeking, the, the search is to seek beyond illusion. Mathematics, Uh, And relationality is all part of the illusory system. It doesn't mean it's unreal. It's apparently real. It's as real as, um, you know, uh, avidya-based consciousness. The birds are talking, huh? Avidya meaning ignorance. Um, Avidya-based consciousness or consciousness, dualistic consciousness. Consciousness, uh, relational consciousness. uh, Subject-object, subjectivist Consciousness. Uh, perceiving a subject and an object, as real as that consciousness, that mode of mind is, is the system of space-time-time-space time, time, space, and dimensions. Actually, because all seven dimensions are the one also, and actually that's what that's the difference between a Buddha and a bodhisattva, the Buddha or you know Nityananda, guardians, eighth density beings who are finished with the octave see that all seven frequencies are one and that the whole system actually um, is one great life, not simply all is one, but um, it's a manifestation of infinity. So the seeker seeks the one. That's what all spiritual work is about. That's why they had a pyramid. The purpose of the pyramid is not to date the end of the world or uh, help us understand when Armageddon comes. That may be encoded into the mathematics of pyramid construction. But the purpose of the pyramid and the purpose of the king's chamber and the queen's chamber is to assist the seeker in seeking the one. The purpose of benevolent extraterrestrials here is to help the seeking humanity keep seeking the one. All souls are seekers, whether they know it or not. The purpose of life is seeking the one. The purpose of The whole scheme of evolution, space, time, time, space, is seeking the one. There's nothing else. There's nothing else to do here but learn, teach, teach, learn. The purpose of the king's chamber and its geometry, the queen's chamber and its geometry, the chambers and the vents and the locations and the underground crypt and all of that, the purpose of all of that is to assist the seeker seeking the one. The purpose of healing is to assist. The purpose of initiation is the same. That's the point. That's what it's all about—to realize that all that appears, all the apparent many, is is the essential one, and so are you, and so you are totality. But it isn't your personal sense of self. Your personal sense of self is just a little patch, a little, a little shimmer uh, of totality. Um, but that totality is your true nature. But that doesn't mean you're finished with the work, obviously and we all have distortions of course and desires and we fall the wrong speech and we fall the wrong view of course so this is no call to grandiosity (laughs) anybody who thinks that is you know fooling themselves, which some people like to do (laughs) so the one is to be sought how by the balanced and self-accepting self that's called healing aware both of its apparent distortions and its total perfection. That requires six chakra activation. To be aware of your apparent distortions uh, requires fourth and fifth and sixth ray activation. Aware means cognizant, means willing to accept. Self-accepting is the way of balance, right? The way of balancing is love-wisdom, applying love-wisdom to the distortions of first, second, third chakra um, energetics. Balancing uh, is achieved by self-acceptance. Self-acceptance is the willingness to be honest about my body conditions and health and sexuality and survival matters and fear and and incarnate condition, first ray, my sense of self, my psychology, my deep beliefs and wrong beliefs and self-harming and self-blame and grandiosity or whatever it may be. All that I think about me the me 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 the whole that whole tangle of of so-called ego or sense of self <clears throat> second ray and then all relationality all my relationships and um what's what really uh why i'm how i'm getting triggered when i'm getting triggered what triggers me why i'm getting triggered it's not your fault it's my fault why we generate emotional charge in relationship it's not your fault it's my fault you may be Confused, uh, most everyone is. But if I have emotional charge, it's my problem. So, uh, the gamut, the 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 full gamut, uh, the full scope and and spectrum of of personal uh, incarnate life, body mind life, uh, associated with first, second, third chakra blockages, really for full healing needs to be uh, understood and accepted. Um, That is self love. That is self-acceptance. That's the way of healing. That's the way of balancing. Those are one's apparent distortions. Total perfection is some sense uh, that all is one. We may not live it, but we may sense it, or know deeply that it's true. That that our true nature is total perfection. Meanwhile, we're uh, we're up and down, full of uh, distortions, meaning chakra blockages, meaning energy blackouts and imbalances and um, tendencies of personality, you know, that are um, associated with greed and selfishness and um, fear and uh, clinging and craving and uh, so on. (laughs) Of course. So, yet, one can recognize one's total perfection and one's apparent distortions. That's a great view. That's That's a big view. That's really good. And that can only be known or developed by... Focus on 4th um, and 5th and 6th chakra activation. a Desire to accept what is. Desire, strong desire to know and to comprehend and to discern all that is. Whatever, whatever you want. I mean, start with one. <laughs> you want everything, uh, start with one. And so, being a, a commitment to honesty with oneself. And one can go on the yani path and one can go on the bhakti path. One can lead with love, one can lead with wisdom. One can lead with devotion to, to what is beloved and one can lead with um, devotion to truth and honesty and learning and knowing. One is bhakti, one is yani, one is fourth ray, one is fifth ray. You can get to the crown and the king um, as a lover or as a knower. Um, but you got to go one or the other, um, developing um, the seven <laughs> by a focus on love, the lover, Bhakti, or a focus on um, truthfulness and being a knower, the Yani, fifth ray. In either case, um, you know, one doesn't get to the father except through the son, particularly the son of the true heart mind, the green blue center, and so when that's well developed one is aware then of one's apparent distortions and total perfection now this paragraph uh, explains meditation is completely relevant for meditation vipassana and completely relevant to the poise or the 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 stance uh, of the seeker in daily life there's the poise of the of the seeker in daily life and then there is the working in meditation they obviously um support each other uh, in meditation particularly um this is <laughs> a lot of activity around here this is um the way of um uh, anapanasati or uh, mindfulness meditation uh, akin to you know the vipassana school theravada buddhism the old way Uh, moving from samadhi to prajna, moving from uh, awareness, uh, concentrated focusing, uh, like on the breath, to a softening or a letting go of the focus to simply be with all that is. Now, Ra is actually giving what could be used as a meditation technique, but Um, very few people would be able to get to the quiet of mind needed uh, that that Ra is talking about in terms of aware of apparent distortions and total perfection. Does that mean I should be thinking about all these things? No, Um, at least in meditation. In daily life, uh, aware of apparent distortions and total perfection involves thinking about and being honest about one's stuff and one's wounding, and one's pain, and one's negative patterns, and one's um, lack of development, and um, one's responsibility for emotional charge, why I'm upset this time, that time, the other time. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I am that I am, knowing that. Uh, one may go through daily life like that. In meditation, or as applied, that that stance as applied in meditation, um, doesn't really require one to be thinking about it, but to have uh, a firm commitment to to that balanced knowing, the the knowing that is balanced of um, honestly um, accepting, admitting, willing to you know take responsibility for one's all one's imperfections, and in the context of knowing one sensing one's true nature. As, as perfection or beyond change <laughs> one being at one with source or being a manifestation of source now, in meditation, I wouldn't say that one should be thinking those thoughts, but in the case of a person of, of anapanasati or mindfulness sati meditation in Buddhism, early Buddhism, uh, one may um, rest in open heart, open mind, or spacious heart-mind. Resting in spacious heart-mind, an open field in which uh, I'm more or less okay with whatever comes up. Sensation, perception, thoughts, feelings, memories, images, etc. Desires, hopes, dreams, confusion, whatever. Resting in this balanced awareness ultimately means um, making peace with uh, our distorted self in the context of our transcendent self. And in meditation, um, when one is in samadhi, um, singleness of thought or actually silence of mind at a steady state. Rod talked about this silence of of mind, I believe that was the phrase, silence of mind at a steady state. Uh, a quiet mind with concentration, which is not yet grasping onto the object of concentration like the breath, because when one gets to that point in samadhi, there won't be a lot of breath. There'll be like, you know, one a minute or less, and there's not much breath to be focused upon because there's not much breathing because it's internal. Um, and that's associated with the fourth jhana, actually um, the state of breathlessness, no need to breathe actually, and um, it's pretty heavy duty, actually, when you get to one breath a minute. There's... um, (laughs) One don't know anything. At that point, it's a great unknowing, and that's not about thinking. Let me think about my apparent distortions. Let me think about my total perfection. It's not that. It's resting in the um, spacious heart-mind knowing awareness of that balanced whole, of the balanced whole of one's apparent distortions and one's true nature, which is beyond um, working, beyond the need for work. Um, All that I am, I allow to be, to arise in this field of of non-clinging heart-mind. That is, I think, (laughs) opening to the universe, which it is, which we are. The entity opens the self. It's open, it's, it's established, um, committed uh, spaciousness of heart-mind that is opening the self the self is already open to all <laughs> it's really the non it's the <clears throat> commitment to non-grasping non-clinging spacious heart-mind uh, being that's yet conscious and, and focused or clear, sentient right, alert that then is an opening to the universe which we are Uh, the self, the entity opens itself and ultimately means opens its mind which is of course equanimity which is of course very deeply associated with fourth jhana, fourth trance in Buddhism Uh, that opening of the self to the universe is actually uh, established by concentrated silence, concentrated attention that yet is not clinging even to attentiveness, not clinging even to its concentration object that uh, has established willingness to allow all that is to arise and pass away um, and when I cling and recognize I'm clinging one goes back to non-clinging or the, or the breath or the state of um, non-breathing which is <laughs> predominant at that point That, I believe, is the opening, what Ram means by opening oneself to the universe. The self is already open to the universe. The universe which it is. The universe which you are. universe is the self. Self Self-realization is God-realization. But it's not the same as, Oh, I am God. Little me, that is not God. (laughs) The the one that says, I am God, is not God. But the true self, um, that... Um, is beyond consciousness, beyond relationality, beyond clinging, beyond avidya, beyond dukkha, beyond change, beyond naming activity. That true self is God or the logos or the One. And that type of um, knowing, or seeking, or view, um, is um, attracts. Ross said the light energy of all things, of all things, which means intelligent energy. May then be attracted by this intense seeking. Um, now they're talking about the the meeting of the upward spiraling light from the root chakra, Kundalini, coming from Muladhara up to Sushumna, the central channel, up to Sahasrara, crown chakra, the Shiva Shakti union, Kundalini, uh, you know, from root to crown, uh, wherever the inner seeking which means whatever degree that we're capable of activating higher chakras with lower centers clearance, four, five, or six, wherever that inner seeking upward spiraling light, which is associated with self-seeking or personal seeking or spiritual seeking, seeking the one, seeking completion, seeking to be free of illusion and ignorance and pain, or suffering at least, wherever that, wherever, to whatever degree we've cleared one, two, three, the uh, serpent, the upward spiraling light, um, will meet uh, the seventh, the the ultimate light, not at the crown, but what descends from the crown, you see. The attracted, meeting the attracted cosmic prana, the inner seeking and the attracted cosmic prana wherever um, realization of the one takes place. Wherever, uh, I'm not sure if they're meaning wherever along the column of the chakras, Meaning, you see, we have here two things. Wherever, along, wherever or whenever <laughs> um, one um, uh, is seeking to whatever degree, to whatever uh, skill in seeking one has, which really is going to be manifested by how, to what degree one, has, one is living in balance, or has cleared lower chakra blockage, or has done healing and balancing and is free of emotional charge. And is living in the spaciousness of heart mind daily without clinging. To whatever extent one is in that, um, one may say that progressive realization of the one can occur at higher chakra levels. But that's not exactly what Ra's saying here, because they're talking about, they're still explaining it in a dualistic way, where the light energy of all things, like as if that's outside the person. It isn't, but um, to the extent that one uh, is below, you know, unitive consciousness or uh, non-dual consciousness, one has a sense that there's light energy around me and then there's me sitting here doing some practice or seeking to awaken, uh, opening to the universe, out, which appears to be outside my body, which is not quite uh, reality, that's, that's the illusory perception. The perception, which is illusory, is that I am here in this body, and the universe, which I really am, I guess, is somewhere or everywhere outside my physical body. That's not actually the case. This body is transparency, also. This body is a crystal lati- lattice, also, actually. So, but um, in, I believe, what Ra means is in the dualistic consciousness schema. Of subject, object, and self that's associated with the body, and the universe which is associated with everything outside that body, one may view or imagine then that the light energy, apparently outside of all things, is attracted inward uh, by the intense seeking. And that intense seeking, you know, <laughs> is uh, balanced and self accepting of self, aware of distortions and uh, essential perfection resting in that, opening the self to all, um, what appears to be outside, or what the apparent outside universe of light energy, intelligent energy, attracted apparently inwards, actually not quite, but um, (laughs) what appears to be coming in is actually a dissolution of of apparent barriers, which are illusory. (laughs) The apparent uh, dualism, of a subject inside a body and object uh, all outside the body, that uh, concept actually is dissolved uh, by what appears to be an inward attraction of apparently outside external intelligent energy. <laughs> actually, what's really happening is a dissolution of an empty concept, or or freedom from clinging to an empty concept, or the the non arising of an empty concept of apparent dualistic self and universe relation actually the self is everywhere that's called omnipresence that's actually true nature also a portion of true nature also anyway uh wherever inner seeking meets the attracted cosmic prana um where and I believe that term that word wherever um maybe also whenever but it's also um, I believe associated with the progressive uh, raising of the meeting point or the 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 full uncoiling of the upward spiraling light or the kundalini serpent from the root going up to the crown up the central channel so Shimna, this is all etheric you see, not physical uh, it's basically saying what's your highest um, Uh, chakra column ascending chakra position development and so some people realize the one as love some people realize the one as love wisdom some people realize the one as unified self and some people realize the one as infinity so this uh, word wherever may certainly indicate wherever along the um, column apparent vertical column of the uh, chakras four, five, six, seven, wherever that upwards spiraling light or um, uh, ascending energy that that is continually occurring, wherever it stops is um, the mode of unity that we're perceiving is the nature of the realization of the one that's occurring. There's the nature, you know, there's the, these are differentiations uh, or progressive developments in our understanding of what the one is, right? To say God is love, to some extent, um, indicates um, that the upward spiraling light, the relative development or the, the the relative condition of consciousness that occur, you know, that's associated with time and development, Where that meets uh, the inner light, which may also be called the light from crown chakra, it meets it in love. God is love. Well, what about wisdom? God is wisdom too? Or God is truth? Of course God is truth. Or um, reality is intrinsically um, always expressive of its true nature. The the non-illusory nature of reality, what is, um, beyond um, our ignorance is associated with you know that that upward spiraling uh light uh, going up to fifth ray so there's there are different levels of realization of the one we may say and that's going to be basically associated with fourth uh, and then fifth and then sixth rays and then seven of course the seventh ray realization of the one is actually <laughs> beyond um, any dualism of uh, two or one. It's um, it's beyond non-dual consciousness. It's beyond unified self. It's basically the one whose nature is infinity. Uh, while sixth ray realization of the one is is a sort of sense that the apparent two really is one. The self that seems... Um, uh, a, a manifestation of a dualist, of, of subject-object duality, that self is really the field. The field, or or totality, really is the self. The self isn't two, it's one. That's a six-ray realization of the one. And seven, that falls away too. And there's the sense that, that naming activity is uh, empty also. <laughs> and even... All concept that that is used to apply to perception, both perception and conception and consciousness itself, or the three of them, perception, the three higher skandhas, perception, which is form-based and non-form, or body and form for, and mind-based perceptions, perception of thought, perception of mind activity, and perception of form or bodily, um, you know, matter energy conditions. Those perceptions and uh, the fashioning naming activity of samskara, fourth skanda, conceptualizations, cogitations, conceivings, fabrications, all that, and consciousness itself, which is some sentient awareness of that whole process, all of that too uh, is illusory and an apparent duality that is falling away, that falls away um, at the level of higher self and beyond, actually beyond So these are the different levels by which or at which realization the one may take place, as far as I can tell. And then, see, I really can do one hour on this question. Some people are already in a trance. (laughs) Wash your face with cold water, you'll be okay, and me too. Finally, this purpose of clearing each center, why do we clear each center? Is to allow that meeting place to occur at indigo ray... So that, basically, uh, right—the kundalini serpent, intelligent energy, upward spiraling light—may have a clear, full, full circuit from uh, root to uh, ajna Ajna chakra, ajna chakra, sixth ray, forehead, third eye. Uh, When that happens, there then may be contact with intelligent infinity. It's actually—it's a higher piece of work. It's not the same. Um, activation of indigo ray has three phases. One is its coordination with lower chakras. The second phase or different aspect of its development is its own heart or center development. Uh, sixth ray itself, not coordinated, but its own internal conditions. And then it's also its um, its relation to seventh ray. So these are the three petals of uh, Ajna chakra, actually. The three uh, aspects of development of 6 ray. Uh, so, but the highest then makes contact with intelligent infinity and dissolves all illusions. It's basically dissolving belief in perception, conception, and consciousness itself. Believing uh, or falling for the illusory appearance of perception, conception, and consciousness. Uh, Dissolving the illusion of subjective sentience, of subjective presence and sentience. <laughs> Actually, that falls away to infinity pulsing. And um, concept comes, you know, concept may be appended later. But one, um, one drops Upadana Skanda, the five clinging uh, Skanda, the f- clinging aggregates in Toto, in full, one sees through Upadana Skanda, the five Skandhas of physical form or vehicle, sensations in that form or body or energy field, and perceptions at the levels of body and mind, um, fashionings, fabrications, naming activity, samskara, and consciousness, vijnana, or even um, subjective sentience itself, which is basically ahamkara, conceit, eighth fetter. Uh, and then all restlessness, ninth fetter, falls away, and then uh, bang, bang, uh, video, video is finished, and one finishes the octave. See you on cool. the other side. So then, also, service to others, what we call service to others, <laughs> is automatic, um, as the released energy, or the the manifestation of energy release, that occurs with. Uh, six chakra activation or uh, root to root chakra to six chakra open circuit open channel from root to six ray and then of course there's you know this contact with intelligent affinity so by this state of consciousness what's this state of consciousness maybe they're talking about ross talking about the meeting place at six ray of the upward spiraling light it's the open circuit it's an open channel from root to six ray that means all those centers are more or less cleared and well developed and balanced and crystallized and then too one can make contact with intelligent infinity that's the end of the game that's it one goes and joins the ranks of the lords of karma and the guardians see you there so then that's all for that question 5734 is there anything we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact raw says i am raw all is harmonious We greet you all in joy. The adjustments are satisfactory. I am Ra. I leave you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth, therefore, rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one infinite creator, Adonai. So thank you for joining me on this journey. And thank you for being here. Uh, Next time we'll go to session 58. 58 has 24 exchanges and more about crystal healing and pyramids and that's pretty centered pretty focused so more about crystal healing use of the crystal pyramid uh, and a little bit more about chakras and sixth ray so thank you very much for being here today i hope it was helpful it was very very good for me uh, I wish you well. See you next time and good night.